0: Hey, fiends of the pod! It's your host Nate Wyckoff. Reminding you to like, subscribe, and share our content with your friends and family. Hey, even if you hate us, share us with your enemies. Also, go to cultonclassicfilms.com and cultingclassicfilms.com/slash-subscribe so you can get our releases of amazing, exclusive cult films uh, on Blu-ray really cool stuff. You can get uh, monthly shipments to your door so you can be the one of your friends that says, Hey, I've seen a movie you haven't seen. It is a great, great honor. So thank you so much. And here's the episode. Welcome, friends and feeds, to a special episode of Cult Classic Films podcast. I'm going to bring you two classic minisodes. Uh, we used to run minisodes occasionally on Fridays, and we still do. Uh, and they're usually things like uh, movie reviews or product reviews that... Uh, Weirdos like us find interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and play these for you. Enjoy. And next week, we will be back with part two of Animals Behaving Badly, specifically Slotherhouse from 2023. Welcome to Cult and Classic. <laughs> Welcome friends and fiends to another mini-sode of Cult and Classic Podcast. These are the short in-between main episode uh, snippets that we bring you every Friday to tide you over until our next main episode, uh, which always launches on Tuesday and uh, where we talk about two films, one mainstream and one cult, both of which share a thematic link. So today's mini-sode, we're going to do another film in five, which is a short film review uh, of something that you guys might be interested in. And I'm excited about today's because it's a film that I always wanted to see and I didn't get to see it uh, in my youth and now I have the power. It is Making Contact from 1985. Making Contact is uh, an early film from director Roland Emmerich. Uh, you may recognize Roland Emmerich's name from, well, I don't know, such little films as Independence Day and uh, one of my favorites, Stargate. Uh, many, many, many films um, that you know and love. And this one, you probably don't know. Uh, it has been re-released uh, by Kino Lorber, I believe, as a great transfer of it. And it also is on, you can find it on VHS, you can find it everywhere. This is a really interesting little film. Uh, it falls into the category of kids' films that are probably not appropriate for kids. Uh, it's got to be scary as hell. I don't, I, if I saw this when I was, uh, when I was a wee lad, uh, it would terrify me. Here's the plot. Uh, and it's a little all over the place but it's very 80s so we'll talk about it uh the plot is is that uh, a young boy joey has recently lost his father and he's having trouble coping or so everyone thinks it also happens that joey has psychic powers he can move things with his mind a little bit uh and and there's just some weird stuff about him for example at home he has a little toy robot kind of like a mini r2d2 that uh has a mind of its own it literally is is sentient and it wanders around and it's his friend and he talks to it uh we assume maybe at the beginning of this film or the first half of this film that the robot might just be part of this film's world. Like, Oh, maybe anyone can buy this robot, but then his little friend sees it. And that is clearly not the case. So uh, we don't know why this thing is sentient. If it's just part of Joey, uh, Joey's powers, or if it's a, a different entity, we don't know. It doesn't matter. It's one of those fun little funky sci-fi elements in this movie. Now the reason the movie is called Making Contact is because as I said, Joey lost his father, but uh he starts getting phone calls from him on his toy phone at night and he talks to him. Well, this coincides weirdly with when he went to the abandoned house that is essentially in his backyard, uh which actually uh is the Bates Motel from 1960 Psycho for those of you with good good eyes, you'll spot it. It's pretty obvious actually because it's spooky as heck. Uh, but he goes into this house and he finds a uh, ventriloquist doll, which is spooky, spookier than Slappy from Goosebumps. Scoop, it's just a weird looking ventriloquist doll. It belongs in Puppet Master rather uh, than a kids movie, but that's okay. He uh, takes this home and this thing starts to talk to him. Uh, It says that he's not talking to his father on the phone, but to the puppet's cruel dead master who wants to come back to life. Uh, And he says, don't talk to this guy. The kid says, but I wanna talk to him because he's my dad, I think. And the puppet says, oh yeah. And the puppet starts making horrible things happen like the door slamming shut and throwing things around and attacking Joey. Uh, The puppet's pretty powerful. I don't think, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that maybe the puppet's telling the truth, Um, but if we are, it doesn't, it doesn't last for long because the puppet looks evil, acts evilly, and uh, speaks with an evil uh, tone. So we know right away the puppet's no bueno. Um, So the kid who is ostracized because of his special powers ends up making a little friend, and then uh, his powers are noticed by a local teacher who's trying to get with uh, Joey's mom, and uh, the government comes in it's one of those movies a very spielbergian touch the in fact this whole thing feels kind of like an early spielberg movie like it fits alongside et and it's clearly uh in that vein uh the government shows up they start to do tests uh but because kids can come and go from a government research site i guess uh a bunch of the local kids planning to make fun of and torment joey gets stuck in a mystical labyrinth that is also inside the abandoned house in his backyard um his little friend girlfriend comes to uh say hey like these kids are trapped and joey's like oh even though they're mean to be me, i gotta go save them so he does he goes and he fights the puppet uh with the help of the dead ventriloquist who apparently used black magic uh in order to become a great ventriloquist and become very successful and uh and yeah that's that and then everything is good kind of except for the fact that joey dies uh does he come back spoiler alert yes he wakes up uh but it certainly is a very long moment before he does making you think is this not kids movie even more not kid friendly than i thought uh so yeah it, it's one of those. Uh, the great thing is the effects are fun. Um, the vibe is super 80s. And interestingly enough, this film is mostly filmed in uh, Germany, which makes sense because I believe that's where Roland Emmerich is from. But it's, it was done in English and set in America specifically because he wanted it to be accessible to an American audience. And I think it probably worked because he's done some amazing things thereafter. Uh, and I'm very excited to see what he does with the new Stargate uh, reboot that is uh, planned for the somewhat near future well that's it for this one i would say watch this movie if, if anything i mentioned little little moving robots uh evil puppets all this stuff if any of that sounds interesting making contacts a fun watch you can get the vhs pretty cheap uh you can also head over to kino little War and get the blu-ray uh which is absolutely worth it it's a stunning transfer and uh you're gonna be all set so that's it for this minnesota of cult and classic podcast as always please rate us uh leave us a review wherever you get your podcast Uh, send us requests, uh, complaints, uh, things you love, things you hate. Uh, Send us your hate mail to frequent contributors at at cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com. You can also write us on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram and Facebook are both at cultandclassicpodcast or slash cultandclassicpodcast if you're on Facebook. And you can follow me, Nate Wyckoff, on Twitter at Nate Wyckoff. I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I can't wait to bring you another full episode of Cult and Classic Podcast this coming Tuesday. Welcome to Cult and Classic. (laughs) Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini-sode of Cult and Classic podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about two thematically linked films, one mainstream and one cult. And these mini-sodes are the Friday episodes we bring you between our Tuesday main episodes, where we do little things like film reviews or interviews or product reviews that you might be interested in, stuff like that. Uh, And today, we're going to start a new trend, which we're going to be doing Films in Five. And these are five-minute reviews, so I'm going to get right into today's, which is 1986's Witchboard. Um, this is kind of in honor of uh, a video vixen and actress extraordinaire, Tawny Katane, who passed away recently, uh, which deeply saddened us. Uh, she was considered sort of a, a, a kind legend by all, so... Uh, our condolences to her survivors and of course to all of us as fans we we miss her terribly but we want to highlight her awesome work so we wanted to start with what's one of my personal favorites Witchboard from 1986 like I said now there's a lot of cool stuff to know about this movie first this movie was made uh, almost the same time and released almost the same actually around exactly the same time that um her her big white snake video was released she of course was a video vixen she was in a rat music video and she'd been uh and after this and a couple more white snake videos very well known for that you've probably seen her on the car or in headlights things like that um so that's where she became sort of the sex icon we think of in the 80s and 90s uh but like i said when she was doing her her most famous white snake video uh this movie was wrapped and they released it about the same time and apparently the success of or interest in her in the video actually drove the uh viewership of this movie up which makes sense because um you know I think a lot of people had heard of her at the time, and so when they became sort of impressed and obsessed with her uh, uh, in this video, they ran out to catch this film. So what is the film about? Well, it's about uh, a Ouija uh, board-induced possession. Um, The film is written and directed by Kevin Tenney, uh, credited often in his early films as Kevin S. Tenney, and Kevin Tenney is pretty well known in the cult world for making some really, really great features. This was his first feature film. Uh, He did a short in 84 that uh, has gotten some recognition called Book of Joe, but this was his first one two years later. He, after this movie, went on to do Night of the Demons in 88, The Cellar in uh, later 88, Witch Trap in 89, Witchboard 2 in 93, Pinocchio's Revenge, for those of you who remember that, fun 96 direct-to-video. Tons of movies. Absolutely great stuff. And he's got two movies in uh, post-production now after taking uh, quite a long hiatus after the the late first decade 2000s, 2009, I think, uh, is where his last completed film was released. So he wrote and directed this film. Uh, The film is about a... A woman and her boyfriend, Tawny Katane, and her boyfriend played by Todd Allen. Todd Allen, well known for some other 80s and 90s fare, um, but I remember him best from Django Unchained, which we reviewed on this very podcast not too long ago. He played Dollar Bill, one of the smaller but uh, fascinating roles uh, in 2012. To see him on screen again was fun. But he plays sort of the alcoholic boyfriend who is a, a good guy, but um, has trouble with his former best friend since childhood, uh, played by Stephen Nichols of Days of Our Lives fame. Uh, and they both had dated Tawny Katane's character, and uh, Todd Allen ends up being her sort of forever guy. And well, there's tension. Stephen uh, Nichols' character is the one that introduces the Ouija board and a bit of spiritualism, as well as sort of the idea of of, uh, spirit possession um, and entrapment as as briefly mentioned in The Exorcist. Um, And that was sort of the inspiration of this film. And it's an interesting mix because you would think that this is just a movie uh, based around demonic possession, but really there's a lot of interpersonal play between um, Nichols and Alan's characters that makes sort of a bromance form and the progression is really great and the acting is really great and the writing is pretty good Uh, so it sort of elevates it above a lot of the even a lot of Tenney's later fare which is made for a very different purpose like the cellar uh, or Night of the Demons which is is more of an 80s um, pulp vibe. This one has more of a drama vibe, but that doesn't mean there's not supernatural horror abounding. There are several uh, death scenes. The special effects, while kind of light um, and pract- they're practical in this movie, uh, are by uh, a very well-known uh, special effects person to Bauer, who worked on uh, one of my favorites, Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 88 and Nightmare on Elm Street in 84, um, stepped in along with some assistance to helm the effects in this one. So uh, there's not a lot there, but what is there is, is well done. And it's just an all-around really good film. It's the kind of film that you would sit down and uh, your friend who's not really a big film person would sit down and be like, ugh, this is just some 80s garbage. And then you start watching it and they're going to get invested because it is well done. It does have good writing. Um, The effects hold. There's a little bit of green screen effect at the end that's kind of goofy, may give you a chuckle, but it's not going to detract from the film overall. Uh, And I think it's a great... Way to remember Tonic Tain to go see this feature. There's also a lot of extras and a lot of uh, background on this film. There were some spooky happenings to people who filmed in the house, which is the primary set for this film. It's the same house that they used in the original Willard film from the 70s and Waxwork and a bunch of others. Um, and they don't use it as a film set anymore, even though it's still standing to my I believe. Uh, so this is kind of a nice time capsule. But anyway, that's it for this. Film in five minutes. I am excited to bring you more of these, and really excited to get back to our main uh, duologies that we cover every Tuesday here in Carlton Classic Podcast. As always. Uh, follow us subscribe write a review wherever you get your podcasts and send us your emails questions uh, anything like that to cult and at gmail.com and follow us on facebook and instagram at cult and classic podcast and follow me on twitter nate wyckoff film critic and comedian and that is at nate wyckoff thanks so much and we'll catch you next time play us out as always is the chud with all about evil